what if I told you that everything that we have been taught via the Christian church about the Antichrist was incorrect? What if I told you that instead of waiting for deception to come or waiting for the Antichrist to come, that you were born into the age of deception and you were born into the age of the spirit of the Antichrists? Ah, let's get into it. Shalom, family. Shalom, family. My name is Yermayahu bin Yasharel, and welcome to Jacob's Seed Podcast. Uh, I thank you for tuning in because you can be doing anything else with your day, but you have decided to rock with me for these next few minutes, and I thank you for that. Listen, family, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to either right now or after the episode, make sure you share this episode on Facebook, share it on Twitter, um, talk about it on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at jacobsseed12, jacobsseed12, or my personal Instagram at yermayahu 15 also on Twitter at yermayahu 15 And when you talk about it, put hashtag jacobsseed12 podcast so I can find you. Um, I can also give you a shout out um, and all those great things. Listen, I want to shout out some special people uh, before I get this started. All right. I want to shout out some special folks before I get this started. Let me pull this up real quick because there's some folks that's been listening to the podcast and I want to shout out some certain cities. First of all, I would like to shout out all my listeners in Memphis, Tennessee. I thank y'all for listening to me. Uh, that is my city. This is my place. This is where I live. Uh, I love Memphis. I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening so far. Uh, my listeners in Atoka, Tennessee, big ups to Atoka, um, small town, big people. I love y'all up there in Atoka. Uh, Prosper, Texas. I thank y'all. Prosper, Texas. I thank y'all for listening to Jacob C. Podcast. Continue to listen. Continue to share it with your family and your friends. Also, Orlando, Florida, Orlando, Florida. I thank y'all for y'all listens. I thank y'all uh, for tuning in. And also St. Louis, Missouri, the show me state. Thank you for showing me some love right here on Jacob C podcast and listening to this podcast. I thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, that does not go unnoticed. It does not go unappreciated. And as I said before, continue to share this with your friends and your family as well. Okay. Let's get into this. The miseducation of the Antichrist. The miseducation of the Antichrist. The word Antichrist is used, is not often used in the scriptures, right? So we only see it a few times in the scriptures, the actual word Antichrist. And the person that uses it the most is uh, John, the Apostle John. He uses it um, in John 2.18, John 2.22, and John chapter four, verses three, which we're going to read. But we're also going to see that the word anti is the word that is throwing a lot of us off to who the Antichrist, the Christs are today, right now, believe it or not, uh, where we shouldn't be looking for the Antichrist or looking for these deceptions that, that uh, Yahusha has told us about, but realize that you were born into the age of the Antichrists who will usher in the Antichrist, the one who will be defeated by our Messiah, the true anointed one, the true Hamashiach, the true Christ in the time to 
come, but believe that the spirit of the Antichrist is already here, deception is already here, a great falling away is already taking place. But let me say something first, and this is so off script. Yes, I have script. Sorry. I'm, I'm an organized person. Forgive me for being organized. But I hear a lot of friends, and I know a lot of family, believe that this Hebrew Israelite movement is the great falling away. And my rebuttal to that would be falling away would denote that you were a part of something and you left it. So our friends in Christianity would say that the Hebrew Israelite movement is the great falling away. Well, my question to them would be, where did we come from first? Were we first a covenant people with the Elohim and the creator of this world? Or were we first members of a religious group called Christianity? If we were first members of a group called Christianity, and now we have moved into understanding that we are the people of the book, the Hebrew Israelites, then yes, there has been a great falling away, and the Hebrew Israelites are that great falling away. But if we were first identified as Hebrew Israelites and as people of and a people of a covenant that had a covenant with the Most High, had a covenant with the Elohim that created this world, and we moved on into something else, that something else, whether it be Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, whatever it may be, those are, that is the great falling away. Again, do not be deceived. In embracing your identity as a Hebrew Israelite, Number one, you're coming back into covenant with the Most High. And number two, you're taking on and you're, um, uh, uh, you're observing now the laws, statutes, commandments, and precepts that the Most High has given us, the instructions by which he has told us to live by. You're not falling away, beloved. You are going back to whence you came from. It's called repentance. Turning around and going back back the opposite direction. We were, When we repent, we go back to the Father. We don't go to something new. We go back to what we already knew, what our ancestors knew, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That was for free. That wasn't even a part of what I'm talking about today. So the miseducation of the Antichrist. I want you guys to crack open your Bibles, whether you have that on your phone, whether you have a physical Bible, whatever it may be. And I want you to, to go with me to the book of 1 John, 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. 1 John 2, 18, and it reads, I'm reading out of the, uh, uh, the, the King James Version, little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. John even says, even now. So in the time of the disciples, in the time of the apostles, 
in what people call Bible times, which we're still in because all the prophecies have not been fulfilled. So I don't understand why you think that the Bible times are some old antiquated time. We're still in the Bible times because all prophecy has not been fulfilled. But even in the time of John, while he was writing this book, antichrists had already revealed themselves. All right. They had all so so if Antichrist has already revealed themselves in the in the time of John, what do you think is going on in right here in our time? Let's stay in let's stay in First John, let's stay in chapter two, and let's go down to verse twenty two. Let's go down to verse twenty two, and it reads, "Who is a liar?" But he that denieth that Yahusha is the Christ. He is the Messiah, the Hamashiach. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. The Father and the Son, these are the Antichrists. So we're about to, I'm, I'm about to show you that there are two categories of antichrist. There are those that deny and there are those that seek to um, manufacture a false antichrist, right? So there are people who want to deny it, the son and the father, and there there are those who would want to uh, set up a counterfeit, something that's like the son and the father, but it ain't the real thing. All right. Let's go to uh, stand first. John, let's go to chapter four real quick. And we're going to come back to chapter two, 22, but let's go to chapter four real quick and go to verse three. First John four, three says, and every spirit that confesseth not that Yahusha Hamashiach is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of antichrist whereof ye have heard that it should come and even now already is it in the world. Let me read that again. And every spirit that confesseth not that Yahusha Hamashiach is come in the flesh is not of God. So if you deny that he has not come into the flesh, he is not of Elohim. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Wherefore, ye have heard that it should come. So we have heard that it's, it's supposed to come, right? But John goes a step further and says, and even now already it is in the world. It's already here, brothers and sisters. The spirit of the Antichrist is already here. How do we know that? Not even going outside of our own selves, we have brothers and sisters who claim to be Hebrew Israelites and deny the fact that Yahushua HaMashiach, who the world knows as Jesus Christ, has come into the flesh. They are called non-Messianic Hebrews. They do not believe in the Messiahship of Jesus the Christ, of Yahushua. They deny his coming in the flesh. Brothers and sisters, they are not of Elohim. Let's go back to 1 John 2.22. 2.22. Because it's not just the non-Messianic folk, all right? 
we're not even going to pick on them. They're, they're not of, they don't have the light in them. We know that because they're denying, they're denying Yahushua in the flesh. But 22 says, 1 John 2, 22 says, who is a liar, but he that denieth that Yahushua is the Hamashiach. He is antichrist that denieth the father and the son. So the non-messianics deny the son, your antichrist. And Christianity, oh, here we go. I'm about to make some folks mad right now. Christianity denies the father. You're, that's a spirit of the antichrist. The Christian religion holds the spirit of the antichrist. Well, they say, oh, how, how do we deny the father? We, we, we. You deny the father by denying his word. You teach on a pulpit each and every Sunday that the laws, statutes, and commandments are done away with. They're no longer relevant. You can eat what you want to eat. You can worship on whatever day you want to worship. You can celebrate whatever holiday that you want to celebrate. You can live however you want to live. And that's okay. Because Jesus came and died that we may be free from the law. That we're no longer a burden to the law. Which the Bible in itself says the law is not burdensome. Which Yahushua in itself said he did not come to abolish the laws of the prophets. And for all these Pauline lovers out there, Paul spent the latter portion of his life defending the law. Read the end of Acts. He defends the law. He defends the prophets. He defends the temple. He says he's never preached against it. Romans chapter three at the end, he talks about faith and does this faith nullify the law? He says, no, it does not nullify the law at all. We uphold the law. Mm. So if you're denying the father and the son, you are a part of an antichrist movement or an organization that is working through the spirit of the antichrist, whatever that looks like. You cannot deny the father or the son. They work together. They've been working together from the beginning. I want, I want you guys to do me a favor and do some homework here. First of all, read the Torah and the prophets. And when you see the words, I sent my word, right? And, and, and the people who read the New Testament know who the word is. That's Yahushua. There's many times in the, in the Torah and in, in the prophets where the Most High says, oh, I'm going to send my word to do a specific thing. And then he says, I'll send the angel of the Most High came. And the angel of the Most High, when he shows up, man, it is, it's never good. It's always bloodshed. Look at who that angel is and the work that he's done. And you'll find out that the word and the angel of the most high are one person that came into flesh to this earth. And his name is Yahushua Hamashiach ben Elohim, Jesus, the Christ, son of God. They've always worked 
together. You can't have one without the other. Having one without the other is a pseudo Christ. It's a pseudo message, a pseudo gospel. It's not real. You cannot separate the son from the father, nor can you separate the father from the son. Check this out. What if somebody came up in your house, man? They came up in your house and you're a father. I'm a father of three of three beautiful girls. And if somebody came up in my house and said, man, I love your house. Yummy Yahoo. Man, I love you, but I can't stand your stanking children and start talking bad about my kids. Do you think that person would be allowed back into my home? Do you think that I would have a level of love for that person that would allow me to care for that person anymore? Absolutely not. And the same will go for the opposite. Everybody listening to this message has a parent somewhere. And if you had a great relationship with your parent, that would be look like, like one of your friends who came up into your house said, man, I love you, but I can't stand your stinking mama. I can't stand your stinking daddy. They X, Y, Z, they this and they that. And they talking bad, rolling them through the mud and saying everything about them was a lie that you don't have to, all the things that they taught you, that it's, 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 no, it's, it's void. It means nothing. You could do what you want to do. All the lessons learned and the life lessons, they were, they were worthless and their teachings were worthless. How would you feel about that person? But that's the same way in Christianity that we treat the father. When I was in Christianity, I learned that that's the way we treat the father. We don't heed to his instructions or his message. And we say that they're done away with. They're not important. They're not relevant anymore because his son has come to abolish those lessons. The Torah means instruction. So you're saying the instructions of the most high are done away with? You're antichrist. And you're working in the spirit of the antichrist. Brothers and sisters, there is a deception that has come. Quit looking around for it because it's already here. You were born into it. You were born into it. Let me take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to look at what Paul has to say about this deception. Welcome back, family. So let's continue. Let's continue in this this miseducation of the Antichrist. And Paul is about to break it down even further about who who this Antichrist is. All right. Or 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 the spirit of or the organization of this Antichrist. Because we have to understand that the we, we're looking at for this one person. We have to understand that that this one person will be ushered in by many antichrists because there has to be. Let's let Paul say it. All right. So let's go to Second Thessalonians. Second, Second Thessalonians, start starting at verse three. Second Thessalonians, chapter two, verse three. Second Thessalonians, chapter two, verse three. First thing Paul says is, let no man deceive you by any means. And man, have we been deceived beyond measure, all of us. He says, let man, let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. 
And remember, I talked in the very first part, I talked about what the falling away was, right? So we can't, we can't fall away. We can only fall away from something that we had first, uh, 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 or was first a part of, I'm sorry. So a falling away denotes that you were once a part of something and you left it. It doesn't denote that you were once a part of something, left it, joined something else, and went back to your to your original um, your original calling. So we were once a people that had a covenant with the Most High, and we lived by that covenant, His laws, statutes, His precepts, and we looked forward to the Messiah to come. And then those some people got to witness the coming of the Messiah, and they followed Him. His words, his father's laws, statutes, and commandments. Why? Because he did. The son followed the law of the father. We can get that to an, uh, a different podcast for that because we'd be all day. This would be a two or three hour podcast if I if I got if I went down that road. But listen, there has to be a great falling away. Has there been a great falling away? Absolutely. The children of Israel are stuck in the religion of Christianity. In the religions of Judaism, in the religions of um, of Islam, the nation of Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, we're 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 leaning onto the words of Confucius. Uh, now we're we're doing Kanye West services and Super Soul Sundays, um, and we're in this new age um, consciousness movement, this woke movement, as they call it. But we have forsaken the laws, statutes, and commandments of the Most High. We do not hearken to his words, nor have our fathers, which is why we're in the situation that we're in right now. All across the globe, we are the only people in the lands of our captivity. We are the only people that the curses of Deuteronomy 28, and I'm I'm about to get into that, but we're the only people that the curses of Deuteronomy 28 match. There's nobody else on the planet of the earth that matches those curses. Excuse me. And the Bible says that will be a sign. I'm going to get into that later, but that will be a sign, right? Let's keep reading here. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, still at verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, says the man of sin. We can't pass that up because we we think we know what sin is. But John tells us, uh, 1 John chapter 3 tells us that sin is transgression of the law. Ooh, but the law is done away with. So if the law is done away with, then there is no sin. If there's no law, there is no sin. I think I've gave this example before in a previous podcast, but I'll say it quickly again. I live in Memphis, Tennessee. One of the biggest highways in Memphis, Tennessee is highway, U.S. Highway 40. If I'm speeding down 40, which I think is about 65 miles per hour, I'm speeding down 40 going 80. A police officer has every right to pull me over and give me a ticket. Why? Because there is a law that says I can't go above 65 and I can't go below 45. That's the law. If I break it, there's consequences. But if there were no speed signs anywhere and I'm speeding down going 80 and he pulls me over, 
He has then no right because then there's no law. If there's no speed signs, there's no law that tells me that I have to go 65. So he can't pull me over. Where there is no law, there is no transgression. There is no sin. So, of course, if you believe there's no law, you're going to eat what you want to eat. You're going to go. You're going to worship whenever you want to worship in whatever religion you want to worship in. Have relationships with, with whoever you want to have relationships with and all these different things because you believe there's no law. But John says the only way to sin is to transgress the law. So if you're transgressing the law, you are a part of this deception. You are in an organization that's a part of this deception. You are a part of the son of perdition. It's verse four. Who opposeth and exalted himself above all that is called Elohim, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple, uh, he so that he as Elohim sitteth in the temple of Elohim, showing himself that he is Elohim. Mm, so he, watch this, he's going to sit in the temple of God, the temple of Elohim, and show himself to be Elohim. Ah, now we're starting. Are you starting to see it? Are you starting to get the picture that, like I said before, this word, when we put the word anti in front of Christ, it kind of throws us off and deceives us even more. Paul breaks it down further than John does and says that he's not going to be opposed with the naked eye, opposed to God, opposed to Elohim, but he's going to try to make himself as Elohim, a replacement Messiah, a replacement Christ. Verse six says, remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know that withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time for the mystery of iniquity, lawlessness, sin, transgression of the law for the mystery of iniquity doeth already work. It was working in Paul's time. People were being lawless in Paul's time. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. So right now that the man of perdition is being blocked for a time, but whatever's blocking him is going to move out of the way at some point. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom Yahuwah shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of the unrighteous. In them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, Elohim shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to Elohim for you, brethren, beloved of Yahuwah, because Elohim hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through the sanctification of the spirit and the belief of the truth. Man, that's a lot. Let me go back up to... Let's see here. Do, 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 do. Let's go back up to verse 9. 
Verse 9. It says, Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all powers and signs and lying wonders. He's going to come with powers and signs and wonders, but it's going to be a lie. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. So those who are going to be deceived will be because they will be led into unrighteousness, though things that are not right in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, Elohim shall send them strong delusion that they shall believe a lie. So they don't want to believe the truth. So the most high is going to send them a strong delusion that they believe a lie. Wow. So, so, a so, so, so those who are in Christianity, Islam, Judaism, all these other religions that are not under the covenant of the most high are in a strong delusion. Why? Because they don't believe the truth. The truth is that the law, statutes, commandments of the most high are not done away with. And his son, Yahushua HaMashiach, has come, has died, has, risen again, has risen again, and sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us each and every day, waiting for his Father to tell him to come back to rescue us, to send us to back to the city of peace, Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, while we walk through those 12 gates and worship him forever. That is the truth. But because a lot of us, as I mentioned before, deny the Father, and some of us deny the Son, we cannot see the truth. We are under a strong delusion. A strong delusion. Let me prove it to you. Beloved, what is the truth? And some of you guys already know this because you're, you're Bible readers and you believe the Bible. You believe the scriptures. But what is the truth? Let's go to Psalms 119. Psalms 119. If I can get there, here we go. Psalms 119, verse 142. Verse 142. Psalms 119, verse 142. Hold on, let me get there. I can't even get there. I'm telling y'all to get there. Y'all probably already have it. See, verse 142. Psalms 119, 142 says, Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. So the things that are right of God, his law is everlasting. And the law is the truth. His righteousness is everlasting and his law is the truth. Let's stay in Psalms 119 and go down to verse 151. It says, thou art near, O Yahuwah, and all thy commandments are truth. So the law and the commandments are are truth. Some people say, oh, well, you know, I do the Ten Commandments and most of them don't because they 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 worship graven images. Um uh they 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 set up idols, they don't keep the Sabbath and all this other stuff. They think they think so they they reduce the Ten Commandments down to no lying, no stealing, no coveting, no cheating and all that stuff. But there's so much more in those Ten Commandments. But but the scriptures don't say just the commandments and people say Ten Commandments. Well Anything that comes out of the mouth of the Most High is a commandment. If he tells you to do something, it's a commandment. Psalms 119, 142, and 151 says the law and the commandments are truth. Let's go to Psalms 100. Psalms 100, verse 5. 
Psalms 100 verse 5 says, For Yahuwah is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. So not only is the law and the commandments truth, that truth is forever endureth to all generations. So let's go back to Second uh, Thessalonians. Because you have to have priests. If you don't understand, if you don't understand precepts, you'll never understand, you'll never understand the Bible. It's just not going to happen. Because uh Paul and John and Peter and all these people, they didn't just grab these words out of the air. They were, they were, they were learned and they had scriptures to back stuff up. They 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 just plagiarized what we call the Old Testament, which is the Tanakh, the laws, the the, the Torah, and the prophets. So nothing in the new. Nothing in the New Testament is really new. It's all taken from what we call the Old Testament. So let's go back to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Uh, I believe it was like around verse 9, right? Verse 9. Even him who was coming is after the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth. Oh, my goodness. They did not love the laws and commandments of the Most High, that they might be saved. Oh, my goodness. So it's those that keep the law, statutes, and commandments and the testimony of Yahusha. Those are the ones that will be saved. And let me clarify something. There's this false notion out there that says Jesus plus something else is a lie. Jesus plus something else is heresy. But it's Jesus, Yahusha, plus the law, statutes, and commandments that get us into the kingdom. How do I know this? How do I know this? Because first of all, we just read that the truth is the laws and the commandments, and that truth lasts forever. And it's that same truth that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10, that people refused to receive. They did not love it. And because they did not love it, the Most High sent them a strong delusion that they believe a lie. Right? Let's go to Revelations. Chapter 14. Actually, let's, let's go to chapter 12 first. Revelation chapter 12, verse 17. These are the people that Satan is after, that he feels threatened by. Now, let's read to see, does it, does it say Christians? Does it say Jews? Does it say uh, um, Muslims? Does it say Buddhists? Does it say Hindus? Does it say woke people, conscious people? Who is Satan threatened by and seeks to destroy? See, the people he seeks to destroy are his enemies. The people that he seeks not to destroy are people he, he deems either friendly or of no threat. Check this out. Revelation 12. And in your free time, read the whole chapter of Revelation 12. But Revelation 12, 17 is the last verse of Revelation 12. It says, and the dragon was wroth with the woman. He was angry. He was upset. He was mad. And went to make war with the remnant of her seeds. The woman is Israel, and this is her seed. Her seed 
He was angry. He made war with who her seed. What did her seed do? Which keep the commandments of Elohim and have the testimony of Yahusha Hamashiach. So which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. He's making war with those who keep the law and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Let's go to 14.12. Revelations 14, chapter 12. Revelations 14, chapter 12. It says... Here is the patience of the saints. Wait a minute. Let's stop right there. Who are the saints? Those people who are set apart and are waiting for the new Jerusalem to come. And those are the people who will be entering into the 12 gates. Those are the saints, the ones who are saved. Here's the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of Elohim and the faith of Yahusha. The keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Those are the saints. So if you're not doing that, you're not a saint and you ain't going to make it. That's part of the strong delusion. That's part of the work of the Antichrist to make you believe, one, that all I need is Jesus. I need nothing but Jesus. Jesus plus something else is a lie. That's a delusion. It's a deception. You're under the work of the Antichrist. And the ones that believe the law only, Torah only, I don't need nothing but Torah. I don't need nothing but the words of the Most High. And this man that they call him Jesus, Yahusha, Yahio, uh, uh, whatever you pronounce it, he's a lie. He has not come in flesh and they deny him coming in the flesh. It's a delusion. It's the work of the Antichrist. It's those that understand it's both the working of the Father and of the Son that brings you salvation. The words of the Father sanctify you. That's the Torah. It's the law. The work of the Son saves you. You need both salvation and sanctification to get in to those pearly gates, to get in to the New Jerusalem, to get in through the 12 gates. How do I know this? Let's go to Revelations 22. All this stuff is in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, but the problem is, I just did an episode called, uh, Does the Government uh, Benefit the Black Community or, or Is It Important in the Black Community? Does government work for us? And I submitted that we elect politicians and we push our responsibility of our communities off on them. In the same way, we go to these churches, these mosques, these temples, uh, these gatherings, and we elect leaders, pastors, imams, rabbis, whoever you want to call them. And we push scholarly work off on them, the responsibility to read and to study. Ladies and gentlemen, they could be wrong. And clearly a lot of them are. Even some of the ones in the Hebrew movement are wrong. You have to be in a space to where you're doing some scholarly work yourself. You cannot be a lazy scholar and make it in. Why? Because lazy scholars are easily deceived. Lazy scholars are easily deceived. Revelations chapter 22, verse 14. We're going to read 14 and 15. It says, blessed are they that do his commandments. 
some of your translations may have, uh, say, um, wash, you know, something as, by the words of something about a, a, have a clean robe, which means you have no, you have no, um, you have no spot or blemish on you. You're clean. Only the commandments do that. You're, you're being, um, you're being offered up as a living sacrifice. If you understand sacrifices, you got to go back to the Torah and understand that you could not bring something before the Most High that had a spot or a blemish, which is why I'm talking about the robe. And that what sanctifies you is the laws, the statutes, the commandments, the precepts, the Torah, the, the words of the Most High. It says, blessed are they that do his commandments and they that have the right, they that have the right of the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. I'll read that again. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. And if you read Revelations, it talks about the 12 gates. We know the 12 gates are uh, part of the 12 tribes. And we know that the city is Jerusalem, the city of peace. Verse 15 says, without. So who are not in the city? Dogs, sorcerers, whoremongers, murderers idolaters, and whoever loveth and maketh a lie. Every one of the, every last thing that that guy, that, 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 that John has just named. So the people that's going to make it in are those who keep the commandments. The ones who don't make it in are the ones who don't keep the commandments because the sorcerers, the dogs, the whoremongers, the murderers, the idolaters, and the ones who lie, those are all contrary to Torah. Those are all contrary to Yahusha HaMashiach. You're not going to make it in if you don't love, believe, and operate in the truth. If you don't love, believe, and operate in the truth. Let me take one more commercial break. I'm going come back. I think I might have to split this up in two parts. I don't know. We'll see. Or it might just have to be a really long podcast and you have to split up in two parts on your own. But let me take a quick commercial break. and We'll be right back. Family, we are back. Hope you guys have been enjoying this so far. Hope uh, at least so far, if you don't understand the information, you can write down these scriptures. Fact check every fact check everything I'm telling you about this miseducation of the Antichrist. Um, I hope it's making you think. Because uh, that's the whole point of this podcast, to uh, to encourage you, to bring you some um, uplifting content, and to make our people think. So many times we are we rush and we run to things uh, that just allow us to veg out and not have to think about anything, and that's that's understandable. Um, I understand that being a black man, we face we face trauma after trauma after trauma, um, whether it's through the now or whether it's through, through epigenetics. Look that up. I might have to a podcast about that as well, but uh, we look for things that make us feel good and allow us just to relax because of the trauma that we have faced and the trauma that our ancestors have passed down to us. But I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, although I understand that, being in a situation where you always feel good and you never think about anything is going to have you deceived. It's going to have you in a place where now you're a part of organizations that's a part of this deception, that's a part of this man of sin and perdition. And you ain't going to make it. And it is my heart's desire that all my brothers and sisters realize who they are, that you are the seed of Jacob. You're not just some common Negro. You are the people that the Most High, the creator of this earth has chosen to be his people. 
above every other nation. You're his. He chose us. So I want you to open up your brains and start to think about some things, right? Listen, y'all, I said this might have to be a part two because I haven't even gotten off my first point yet. I mean, I got all these notes and things crossed out and arrows and uh, circles and highlights and squares and all this stuff going on in my first point, And I haven't even gotten through my first point. So, so far, we learned that the word anti has deceived us into thinking that the Antichrist is going to be somebody that's anti-Jesus or anti-God uh, because of the way that 1 John reads. But then when we go down into 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3-13, through 13, we understand that this person or these things will set themselves up as God. So they won't try to be anti-God, but they will try to imitate him. But their imitation will be a deception brought by through a lie. And those that believe that deception will be sent into a strong delusion because they accepted that lie and did not love the truth. And we understood that the truth are the laws, statutes, and commandments of the Most High that last forever. Then we realize that Satan is only mad at, starts war with, and it feels threatened by those who keep the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High and the testimony of his son, Yahushua HaMashiach. So the question is, what is a Christ? What is a HaMashiach? What is a Messiah? We have in the, in the Old Testament, in the scriptures, the Torah and the prophets, what we call type Christs, type Messiahs, those who had come to rescue their people from uh, whatever they may have been in. So we see that in the whole book of Judges. We see that in the person of Moses. We see that in the person of Joshua. We see that in the person of King David. Now, uh, Christ uh, in the Greek is the word we know as Christos, which means the anointed one, which comes from a transliteration of the word from the Hebrew word Hamashiach, which also means the anointed one. All right. And also, I'm going to do a podcast on this man called Serapis. Look it up in your own time. But anyway, it's one who is anointed. So every time we saw a type of a Christ, that person would be anointed. So we saw that Moses and Aaron and his sons were anointed. They were anointed ones. They were anointed with oil. We saw that David was anointed. He was anointed with oil. So we say, okay, well, when was it that the Most High was ever anointed? When, when, when was the Most High ever, or not the Most High, I'm sorry. When was, when was Christ? When was the Hamashiach? When was he anointed? The son of Elohim. So if, 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 if Aaron and his sons were anointed, if David was anointed, surely, surely the son at some point had to be anointed in order to solidify his messiahship, and he was. Let's go to Luke chapter 4. Let's go to Luke chapter 4, verses 17 through 21. Luke chapter 4, verses 17 through 21. And there was delivered unto him, I'm sorry, that's the wrong one. Let's go to 
Let's go to Matthew 3. Matthew chapter 3. I apologize. Matthew, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. We're going to see where um, Yahushua was anointed. It says, And Yahushua, when he was baptized, went straight. I'm so, oh, man, I'm, I'm messing up all over the place. No, nope, I'm right. Matthew 3, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. And Yahushua, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the spirit of Elohim descending like a dove and a lightning on him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son whom I am pleased. So the baptism of the baptism of Yahushua was his anointment that was his coming out party uh it was when he was baptized by john the baptizer that the heavens opened up opened up excuse me let me take a drink of this water y'all because i'm i'm clearly tripping mm, my mouth is dry lips sticking together stuck tongue getting stuck on the roof of your mouth that is the plight of a podcaster and somebody who talks all day i do apologize but on this podcast, I keeps it real. No edit outs. <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. So the, the skies opened up. The Most High said, look, y'all, this is my son whom I am well pleased. He has been anointed. So you're not just, uh, just randomly anointed. People are anointed for a specific task. They're anointed for a specific task. Moses was anointed to free the children of Israel out of the hands of Egypt. The Aaron and his sons were anointed in order that they may um, uh, fulfill and do the duties of the temple on every Sabbath. Uh, David was anointed to bring salvation to his people. Uh, we see um, people were just picked to do certain things, whether that was um, uh, uh, Haman uh, or Mordecai, I'm sorry, uh, Mordecai and um his niece, Esther, um, were anointed, picked for a, for a time like this, as Mordecai would tell her, um, to save their people. Samson, Deborah, um, Ehud, all these people go all the way down the list and see all these people who were anointed for a specific task. And usually that task was to save the people of Israel. So let's see what task the Most High was anointed to do and who he came to do it for. All right. Now let's go to Luke chapter four, verse 17. Luke chapter four, verse 17. Luke chapter four, verse 17. And it reads, and there he was, the, and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Elijah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of Yahuwah is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach the deliverance of the captives and the recovery of the sight of the blind, to set a liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of Yahuwah. He closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fasted on him. That is Yahusha's mission statement. So who did he come for? He came for the to preach the gospel to the poor, brokenhearted, 
the captives, the blind, and those that were bruised. Speaking of bruised, we're going to get into this, this later. I want you guys to uh, give you a homework assignment. Look up the word kittem, K-I-T-T-E-M, or chittem, C-H-I-T-T-E-M, and see who they were. Um, I want you to get a, a Bible dictionary, um, get the Blue Letter Bible, or just look it up on Google. I don't know. Uh, and see uh, that that word in, in the Hebrew is translated the bruisers. And here we see that he's come for those who were bruised. Look up Kittim or Chittim and you will find out who was bruising them and he is still bruising us today. Because we're going to get into Daniel we're going to find out who those people are, all right? Chittim, K-I-T-T-E-M or Shittim, C-H-I-T-T-E-M. They are the same exact people, just spelled uh, different ways. So back into this. He, he came for the poor, the brokenhearted, the captives, the blind, the bruised. Who are those people? We can clearly see who those people are today. Let's see if those were, it was any different back then. Let's go to Matthew 15, 24. Matthew chapter 15, verse 24. And this is when he's talking to uh, some lady came, wanted him to deliver her daughter. Um, and he refused. And even the disciples were pushing her away. Why would he refuse her? Because he said in Matthew 15, 24, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Wow. So he wasn't sent for everybody? So so we misread John 3.16, and I can do another podcast on that as well. But the but but Yahusha's mission was to a specific people, and he had a specific task to proclaim the gospel to the lost sheep of Israel. Now, why would he proclaim the gospel, the good news to them? What was, what was the good news? The good news was that you are now remarried back through him to the father. Because remember in Jeremiah and in Hosea and in Malachi that, that, that the most high had issued us, uh, he had put us away, gave us papers of divorce. And the most high cannot disobey his own laws. Because if he did, heaven and earth would pass away. And in the Torah, if you understand anything about divorce, it says that if a man gives his wife a certificate of divorce, she is free to leave. If she remarries and that second man does not like her or dies, the first one that gave her the divorce cannot remarry her because she is now defiled. She's unclean for him. So as the Most High has issued us um, a, a letter of divorce, he in of himself could not be remarried back to us. So he had to send his son to marry us again, which is why his son is called the bridegroom and we are the bride. It's through the bridegroom now that we have access again to the father. He is our intercessor, which is why in Revelations it says not just the father, but the, the father and the lamb, the father and his son will rule. We are now married to the son of the most high, which gives us access back to the most high. This is the good news. And he said he would he come to tell Israel that. Why is that? Because there's no other nation that the most high has dealt with. There's no other nation that the Most High put away. He only deals with one nation ever, and that's the nation of Israel. And of course, on this podcast, we prove all things through Scripture. So let's go to Amos chapter 3. 
And again, you know, all this stuff has been in your Bible. This is, this is not something that's been new that's been put in the Bible. It's always been there. We've just been lazy in our scholarship, right? Amos chapter 3, verse 1. It says, hear this word that Yahuwah Yehu, yeah, has spoken against you, O children of Israel. So who is this talking about? The children of Israel. Against the whole family which I brought out of the land of Egypt, saying, you only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. So the Most High says, I've only known one family throughout the whole earth. And because of that, I gave the law, statutes, commandments to you. You disobeyed them. And now I'm about to punish you. And we were perpetually punished over and over and over and over again. So those that say, oh, well, Deuteronomy 28, that's been fulfilled in Babylon. Amos 3, that's been fulfilled somewhere else. If you read the book of Judges and understand that we were perpetually in slavery, our people have spent more time as slaves or under the captivity of another nation than we have freed in our own land. Only us. Only us. Check this out. Let's go to Psalms 147. Psalm 147. Psalms chapter 147. And we're going to look at verses 19 through 20. All right. It reads, He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and commandments unto Israel. So we know that uh, when it says Jacob, he's talking about the seed of Israel. And over and over in the scriptures, it says that he's not the God of the world and God of everybody. He's the God of Jacob. Read this again. He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye Yahuwah. He ain't gave his law, statutes, commandments to any other nation but the seed of Jacob, Israel. He doesn't deal with anybody else. So the father didn't deal with anybody else. We disobeyed him. We He put us away. So he sent his son to come get his people back again because he is a God that his, he, he, he is, his, his love and his mercy endureth forever. He is good and his love and his mercy endureth forever. And he will never leave us nor forsake us, nor will he ever forget the promise that he promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob concerning his seed who are scattered to the four corners of the earth and the land of their captivities. It was so now, it was so then. They were in the, um, they were in the under, I'm sorry, they were under the occupation of the Romans. They weren't freed people. Rome ruled the world. Yahushua had to come back. In the time of peace, though, there was no wars going on at the time, but we were still captive to the Romans and tell his people, hey, I'm the son, and I've come to tell you that the father wants you back. His promises are true and forever, and he has not forgot about you. And that's the same message that I want y'all to hear out there who's ever listening to this. Share this with your family members. Share this with everybody, your friends, that God has not forgotten about us. Come out of Babylon. The apostles would say, come out of her. 
come out of these Christian churches, come out of these Jewish uh, synagogues, come out of uh, these Muslim mosques, come out of these Super Soul Sundays and Kanye services and, and all this other foolishness and come back to the laws, statutes, commandments and hold to the testimony of Yeshua HaMashiach, his son, so that you can be saved. That is the good news. That was the purpose of Yahusha, the Christ. His specific task was to bring these people back to the most high. Now let's get into this antichrist. Who, who is this, this antichrist, right? Let's, let's go to Daniel. Let's go to the book of Daniel. Who? Man, if this has been good to y'all, I want y'all to get on uh, Twitter, Facebook, share this thing. Get on Instagram. Uh, find me at Jacob C12 or Yamayahu15. Uh, do hashtag Jacob Seeds Podcast um, so that I can find your comments. Let's go to Daniel chapter 7, uh, verse 25. Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. This is going to open up some stuff for y'all right here. It's going to make a lot of things clear if they haven't been made clear already, right? So Daniel 7.25 says, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, mm. and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given unto him hand until a time and times of the dividing of times. So he's talking about the, this person of perdition, this, this Antichrist. He doesn't use the word Antichrist. He uses the abomination of desolation, Right. And he's talking about this person and he says this person and we understand that it's not just one person. It's a group of people. It's a conglomerate, a conglomerate, excuse me, of different organizations and different people that are coming against the most high and his children. Because it says, and he shall speak great words against the most high and shall wear out the saints of the most high. And in Revelations 14, uh, I told you guys who the saints were. Um, those who keep the commandments and hold on to the testimony of Yahusha, his son. So he's going to speak against the most high. He's going to wear out the most high. He's going to change times and laws. Ooh, Who in the history has began to change, first of all, times? So I'm not going to get heavy into this. Uh, there is, um, if you go to YouTube, type in White It Out, White It Out series. It's done by uh, Watchmen. Um, so if you look in, uh, type in Watchmen, go to their um, YouTube page, and they have a series called Wide It Out, and they explain in great detail the changing of times. So from a Saturday worship to a Sunday worship, uh, from the changing of calendars, right? And it says changing of laws. Now, what is permissible? So this certain organization has said, the laws of the most high are no longer permissible, but these are the laws that I give to you. These are the laws that are permissible. So the man of perdition, the, the abomination of desolation, uh, the Antichrist will change the times and change the laws. Uh, and again, the Antichrist um, yet is not one person, but is a group of people who are going to usher in that one person. And that's the time we're living in right now. Let's also go to... Um, Daniel 8.25. So go exactly one chapter over from Daniel 7.25. Now we go to Daniel 8.25. And it reads, and through his policies, right? Through his policies, also he shall cause 
craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. It says that it's through policy that he's going to start changing stuff and that he's going to prosper. And he's trying to, he's going to try to bring through peace. He's going to, he's going to end up destroying a lot of people. Let's go to Matthew 24, 24, Matthew 24, 24, Matthew 24, 24 reads for there shall arise false Christs. This is going back to Daniel and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Ooh, let me read that again because some people read that so fast and they go over it and they don't realize what in the world they are reading. They don't realize it. It says, for there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders in so much that if possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Well, who are the elect? We just read Amos chapter three. and We just read Psalms 147. The elect are the seed of Jacob. So where the seed of Jacob is, the true Israelites, the so-called African-American, those who have been scattered to the four corners of the world via the transatlantic slave trade, and also those who are um, um, all over the world, so we'd be scattered through the four corners of the world. So we know specifically those who are part of the transatlantic slave trade, those are the seed of Jacob. Also, uh, we have a lot of people that are in the continent of Europe and in Asia, um, on the continent of Africa, who are also the seed of Jacob. Matter of fact, there are some tribes in Africa right now um, Yabora, uh, uh, Ebo, um, Ashanti, Bantus, Limba. Check this out now. Who for centuries have been abiding by the Levitical law, whether that's separating their women during their menstrual cycles, um, doing uh, eight day circumcisions, um, doing libations, um, um, anointing their priests, like doing everything it talks about in Leviticus, in the Torah, right? And they don't even have a Torah. Tell me how that's possible. They're doing the things of Torah without having a physical Torah, which tells me that these practices and customs were passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation. We're scattered throughout the world. Those are the elect. It says... Matthew, this is Yahushua speaking now. I'll read it one more time. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that it were possible they shall deceive the very elect. So in order for these false prophets and these false Christs um, to deceive the elect, they must be where the elect are. So where are we at? We're everywhere. So there's deceivers everywhere. So check this out. I want y'all to get this. It's not that we're looking for an antichrist, somebody who is going to be the direct opposite, the mirror opposite of Christ, but it's going to be someone who sets themselves up to be Christ, to imitate him. Yeah, the Most High said, um, 
through Daniel that they're going to show signs and wonders. Paul said they're going to show signs and wonders. Even the son, Yahushua himself, said these people will be able to do signs and wonders and they will deceive as possible even the elect. So where are the elect? They're in Christian churches. Yes. They're in synagogues. Yes. They're in mosques. Yes. They're listening to Oprah. Yes. They're being entertained by Kanye. Yes. They're living off the words of Confucius. Yes. Um, they follow um, Buddha. Uh, they follow the Dalai Lama. Um, they're atheists. All these other things. Yes, 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 and yes, yes. But brothers and sisters, don't be so naive to think that the scriptures don't apply to the Hebrew Israelite leaders. In order to be deceived, you have to be around the one doing the deceiving. Oh, shucks now. Some of y'all going to get mad. I'm not naming any names or naming any organizations. Because I, I focus on where I'm at. And I know where I'm at is righteous. The question is, is your assembly or the camp that you're a part of, is that leader righteous? Or, as in Matthew 24, 24, is he a false Christ, a false prophet who's showing great signs and wonders and deceiving you, the elect? If the, if the elect is going to be deceived, the deceivers have to be where the elect are. And a lot of us are in camps. A lot of us are in Hebrew Israelite camps, Hebrew Israelite assemblies, where there are false Christs and false prophets. Be warned, brothers and sisters. Don't think that your leader is the be all and above all of all things. He can fall too. And be careful not to hinge your wagon on every single word that they say. Because the righteous ones, when they're wrong, will come back and tell you that they were wrong and they made a mistake and what they said or what they did, and they'll correct that. The ones who would deceive you will continue down the path of a lie and will never allow you to know the truth. But it's up to you, my brother and sister, to do your own scholarship and to do your own study to make sure that where you at, the words that they're saying and the actions that they are doing are truly part of the scriptures and are righteous. I just have one more thing to say. One more thing. And I'll be into this because this is getting long. And I might have to come back and do like a part two of this. But not only um, do I believe that there are people that are anti-Christ, um, a, a, a false savior, right? Um, someone who has lined himself up to be the one to save you and to bring you out of something. But I believe in our own lives, we began to set up false Christs and anti-Christ, things that have the appearance of salvation, but it's empty. That's what Daniel said, that the abomination of desolation, and a lot of people want to uh, hinge that to uh, in the Maccabean era where the Greeks came in the temple and they, des and, the, and, and they put abomination, they put a pig on the temple and start sacrificing pigs. Um, and the temple was literally desolate. We weren't in there until the Maccabees came um, and they, and they, they, they uh, rededicated the temple. And here pretty soon in December, we're going to celebrate that through, um, through Hanukkah and what they did for our people. 
But he also says the desolation of uh, abomination. Desolation means emptiness. It means emptiness. So, so anything that we do that we think brings us salvation, yet it's really empty. And for our people, the so-called African-American, the, the seed of Jacob, um, African-Americans, uh, Latinos, um, those who are scattered throughout the four corners, the seed of Jacob. There are a few things that we hitch our wagon to that we believe brings us salvation, but really they're empty because they're void of the law, statutes, commandments of the Most High and the witness of Yeshua. That number one thing is money. We believe that if we have more money, that our life will be better, that we will be happier. But yet we're seeing time and time again where all these hedge fund people and Wall Street folks and billionaires, whether it's uh, Bernie Madoffs and the people that he screwed over, whether it's a Robin Williams or whoever it may be, whether some of these uh, musicians who have all this money and they ki they're killing themselves, they're killing their family, they're depressed, they're oppressed, they're in psych wards, and their lives are just as crazy as yours because they, they made their God money. And even we as a people don't understand what money is supposed to be about. We go out as soon as we get a little chunk of change, we go out and spend it on the, we think we have to have the best of everything. We have to have this quick satisfaction. We have to be satisfied quickly. And a lot of times that comes through money, that comes through sex. And we don't realize that that is an effect of trauma. That is not righteousness. We are so eager and hungry for things that satisfy us and make us feel good because our life is full, of, excuse me, our life is full of trauma, whether physical and emotional trauma that's happened now today or through epigenetics. Uh, epigenetics is the idea that behaviors and experiences can be passed down through DNA. Our ancestors have passed down some trauma to us and we have not properly dealt with that. And instead of turning to the scriptures, we turn to money, we turn to sex, we turn to drugs. Those will not save us. It will leave us desolate, empty. The second one is equality slash government. So uh, in my past podcast, I talk about how um, government so far, if you look out your window, nothing has changed for us hitching our wagon to government, to government, nor has anything changed for hitching our wagon to equality. So now segregation is over with. We can go to the same schools. We can shop at the same grocery stores. Uh, we can buy the same cars. We can, we can drink off of the same water fountains, but we're still oppressed. We're still at the bottom. And equality in government has not helped us not one time ever. And the stuff, and, and I'll, I'll take that back. There has been some times where government officials have attempted to help us. But even in those good times and those good things, they have not changed anything um, in the so-called African-American community. We cannot hitch our wagon to the fight for equality or government. Nor can we hitch our wagon to education. Education is important. Education is good. You've heard, you, you've heard me say this on this podcast, and I'll continue to say it. We cannot be lazy scholars. It cannot happen. If we're lazy in scholarship, we're going to be easily deceived. But to think that because you get a doctorate degree or because you go to an HBCU or because you go to Yale or Princeton or Harvard or something like that, that that's going to make the world look at you differently because a piece of paper that says you graduated and spent some money at some school, people are automatically going now and they're not going to see that the, the melanin in your skin. That's not going to happen. It's a false savior and it's going to leave you empty. 
that's my time for today, brothers and sisters. I hope this has been educational. The miseducation of the Antichrist. Quit looking for him to come. The spirit of the Antichrist is here. You have been born into it. Quit looking for the deception. It's working right now, as Paul says. The best thing that we can do is spread the message to our brothers and sisters that you are the true seed of Jacob, the true Hebrew Israelites. We are the people of the book. And don't let anybody tell you any different. My brothers and my sisters, I will leave you with the same words that Christ left his disciples. See to it that no man deceives you. Brothers and sisters, Shalom. I thank you for listening to this message. This has been another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. Please go wherever you get your podcasts, share this on all social media. Um, also subscribe to us on YouTube. Be blessed. Shalom.